Welcome to episode two in our second series of our Business is Good podcast. In this series, we will focus on the Good Place organization operating system, the tools, the methods, those organizational building blocks of building and stewarding a Good Place organization. In episode one, we talked through an overview of the system and a high-level flyby of each of the 10 areas that make up the operating system. In episode two, we will discuss and take a deeper dive into the first area of the operating system, which is charter. Walking through the why, the what, and the how of an organization's charter. Again, my name is Chris Young, and I have the honor to serve and lead the Good Place Institute. I'm so very excited to be joined in this episode by our very special guest and my very good friend, Ryan Shutt. Ryan is the CEO of Southwest Exteriors located in San Antonio, Texas, and who I have the privilege of journeying alongside as they continue to build their Good Place organization. Ryan, it's so good to have you on the podcast. I can't thank you enough for being a part of this. Welcome, my friend. Hey, thanks, Chris. Glad to be here. Excellent. So as we jump off into our conversation uh, about charter, uh, we invite you who are listening into this podcast, please go ahead and, and do like we do. Grab your favorite cup of coffee and join us as we look forward to sharing our conversation with you. And before we get too far into this, uh, I'd love to further introduce Ryan uh, and get to know him a little bit better. So, Ryan, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about yourself, maybe a little bit about Southwest Exteriors uh, and our connection. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yes, yeah, so I've been here at Southwest Exteriors for um, just a little over eight years now. So, celebrated year number eight last month. And, um, you know, when I came here, I started off as the marketing director. So, that's really been my background um, for a lot of years, and, and especially in the home services space is, is marketing. And most simply put, my, my job as a marketing director in those roles was to make phones ring and leads come in. So, um, you know, so had a lot of experience with that. And then um, about a year and a half ago, um, we experienced a tragedy here at Southwest. And um, our CEO at the time had a brain hemorrhage unexpectedly. Um, mm-hmm. He survived. And, um, you know, he, he is doing okay now, but he's no longer with the organization. So, you know, there was a very awkward season in the sense that, you know, I kind of stepped into an interim role. That was about a, a, a nine-month journey. And then, um, you know, eventually moved into the CEO role full-time. And so, you know, it, it's been an awkward, you know, set of circumstances that kind of get me here. But, um, you know, as I look back, not only just in this particular instance, but in my career as a whole, just, you know, to see God's handprint all over it has it, been pretty special. And so that's kind of, you know, what brought me to Southwest initially is I was I was at a job that um, I loved, but I was I, I was just incredibly unhappy and yeah. miserable. My, my work life balance was completely out of whack. And um, I met the owner here um, at Southwest, Scott Barr. And we just kind of started doing some lunches together. And as I got to know him better and his heart, um, you know, we both decided like, hey, man, this would be a great place for me to work. And um, it, it was my first time, you know, truly working in an organization that was Christ centered. And, um, you know, it's I work for some large corporations like Home Depot and, um, you know, faith was just not a component of what we did. And, you know, faith is important to me, um, you know, as far as from a personal journey standpoint, but I've never had the opportunity to really express that in the workplace and, and lead, you know, with God at the center of, of what we do. And so to have that opportunity has been um, amazing. It's been uncomfortable and clunky at times, but Challenging, it's also- Challenging, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. So I, I think, you know, when you espouse that, you know, you are a Christ follower, mm-hmm. you know, people look at you as a, as a leader differently and they definitely hold you to a higher standard. And so you, you have to be prepared for that if you're going to take that leap. And so, um, yeah, so Scott- 
um, has known GPI, the owner um, of Southwest, Scott has known GPI for several years. Right. And it's always kind of in the background of wanting to implement it. And, um, you know, the joke that I tell is, you know, you and I did a small project for our call center about a year ago and I was present in those meetings, but I wasn't present. And um, it was kind of just, you know, checking the box. And as I started to read the book and as I moved into the CEO role, CEO role, just um, more full time and, um, I realized pretty soon on we had no foundational structure organizationally. Mm. And as I read through the book and, you know, got to know you a little better, I was like, wow, I'm like, this is exactly, you know, what we need to build a foundation that we can actually grow upon because while it was a great organization, we just had no structure at all in place as far as how we do, how we do things and why we do them. Yeah. And, and I mean, we both, obviously we both know Scott, we've known him for a while and even, you know, Southwest exteriors has been on a journey as a, as a quote unquote faith-based organization or a, kingdom impact organization for for quite a while. I know you you all have done some pretty fantastic things through the lifetime, you know, of the organization and then to have you kind of have a personal parallel journey and passion about Christ and wanting to lead organizations that way. Um I just think it's very, very cool. You could call it a divine appointment. You could call it a lot of things, but just to see you, you know, in the CEO role, obviously Scott the owner, and then you all kind of carrying out your version of good place, we would define it that way, you know, and then continuing to build the foundational elements of a good, good excuse me, of the organization to design it well, to put the building blocks in place. And it's been exciting for me. Hopefully it's been, you know, valuable and, and helpful for you all, but it's just been a lot of fun working with you and certainly your leadership team too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, it's, it's been a blessing to build my team and um, you know, we, we meet every Tuesday now as a leadership team and to, to sit around that table and look at people that I've been able to, you know, more or less self-select mm-hmm. and um, just to see their hearts and their desire to lead an organization with a lead organization with Christ at the center. I mean, it's it's a game changer, man. I mean, it doesn't mean that things are easy. Um, I think a lot of times things get harder, you know, when you make that choice. Yeah. But to have the people alongside of you that are um, all rowing the same direction and believe the same, you know, as you, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. So, like you said, we started with a little project, but let, let's kind of fast forward when um, you know you, you took over as CEO and started to go, take a look at the infrastructure again, the organization, its people, its processes, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then when you and I kind of got really engaged, we did start at the top of the Good Place organization operating system with the charter. So, I don't know if you don't mind, just just share a little bit about where. You, you already did, but share maybe a little bit more about the charter specifically, um, because, again, Southwest has had a really good vision, mission. It's right. always been pretty solid. I know, you know, we have it in front of us, um, the working charter we came up with, um, you know, during the exercises, but it's always been solid. It's always been, you know, client-based, employee-based, community-based, love and excellence. Those are key words. You know, I don't know, just if you don't mind, just share a little bit about where you and Southwest was, you know, maybe prior to what were your thoughts on this word charter, vision, mission, et cetera? Yeah, I'll be honest. And, um, you know, again, we didn't prep for this ahead of time, but I mean, it, it's, I, I struggled with it for, for a while. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we've got a mission statement we've had, you know, for a lot of years. Um, our mission statement is um, to transform lives by transforming homes for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty darn good. I didn't come up with it. It was here when I, when I got here, but I've, I've liked it and it stayed in place. And then we only have two core values, which are love and excellence. You just mentioned those. And so this idea of a charter was like, okay, I'm not sure, you know, why this makes you know sense. We've already got some good stuff in place, but as you know, we went through training with you, and as as, as I learned it more, you know, it, it made a lot of sense, right? Because while our mission is is well stated, 
mm-hmm. the um, the impact that that it has is 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 lacking. It, it's, it's a little bit um, it's a little bit hollow and empty. I mean, what well, it sounds really good, but it doesn't tell you how we're going to do it and what the moving parts are going to be for us to actually accomplish that. And I think for me, that was a realization with the charter. The charter when the light bulb went on for me, it was like, okay, like th- th- this is why we actually need this in place. Yeah. No, excellent. And you and I think our conversations about charter, you know, you you know me, you know us, you know, we like this why, what, how rhythm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking about the why, which you you all were already there, you know, but just understanding, you know, why does an organization need a charter or or anyone, a person, uh, you know, an institution, a business or whatever. And if we if we want to base things on the kingdom or God's word, whether God's word is coming through, you know, the actual book of the Bible, whether it's coming through the life of Jesus, whether it's coming through, you know, God's word through creation, you know, we would say the why behind a charter is that God is always purposeful, right? Yep. He doesn't do anything without purpose. Uh, we can talk about what that purpose is, you know, maybe a little bit later, but he does. He creates all things and designs all things to accomplish his purposes, right? And even in the Bible in Proverbs 16, 4, it says, the Lord has made everything for a purpose, you know, everything. So that includes, it doesn't just include, you know, sacred churchy type stuff. Right. It includes things like, business and organizations and life and business and work. So that I know that didn't take you all. We were already on the same page with that, but I didn't know if you wanted to comment a little bit more on that because, you know, for some of our audience, you know, a vision statement, a mission statement, you know, values, you know, those are just MBA business stuff you're supposed to do. But when you want to be a kingdom impact organization, really, or, you know, one that does please God, that that glorifies God and, and brings flourishing to customers and employees and such, you know, um, I always say this, you know, Simon Sinek didn't invent the start with why phrase, you know, that that's right. really, really old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we want to start with, Hey, why are we doing this anyway? It's not just to make money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where we, you know, the real addition came for us. Like I said, you know, our mission was, was perfectly fine. It's, it, it's, it's, it's more than adequate. Um, you know, but where the charter starts to, you know, unpack the why, um, and the way that ours is structured is we're allowed, you know, it allows us to basically put our employees first and and, and name them first, right? Um, you know, we had a lot of feedback from our team, you know, that, hey, you know, the mission statement is great, but, you know, whose lives are we transforming? And it was really a good challenge for us because that had been so outwardly focused towards, you know, the community and to the clients in which we're working with. And it was kind of an aha moment for us of going, man, like, like we're, we're missing this component of actually transforming the lives of our employees, Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the the first bullet in our charter, you know, is prioritizing the training, education, safety, and overall well-being of our team members. I mean, that that, that is the first one. And, um, you know, it, it, I believe it's a, you know, you know, in, in mentioning Simon Sinek, you know, in his Leaders Eat Last book, I mean, that, that's what he talks about. It is we have an inherent desire to feel safe as, mm-hmm. as humans, and, and if we can provide that safety and well-being for our team members, um, they will go to bat for us in a, in a, in a manner that is just indescribable. So yeah. they, they feel cared and loved for it. And so to, to, to establish that why, you know, really gave us that ability to do that. Yeah, no, no, I think that's awesome. And just this probably goes without saying, but let, let's say it for our audience. And again, I know we were on the same page as we were moving through the exercises of charter, the why of charter. And then what's the what of charter? Well, we would say, hey, it's the embodiment of purpose 
you know, mission, vision, values, and inspiration. And if you want to break all those up, that's fine. We like it in a working statement or in a series of bullet points, right? right. And if I say, I, I don't know, if, you've, if you're a Patrick Lencioni fan out there and read his book, The Advantage, you know, there's there's six critical questions all healthy organizations should ask. And honestly, the charter answers a majority of those, right? You know, why does the organization exist? What are we supposed to achieve? How are we to behave? And a, a unique question we like to ask in, in this exercise is, what unique benefits are we providing and for whom? You know, the charter should really get people out of bed every day and excited and passionate to come into work, you know, to utilize their gifts for the betterment of themselves and each other and customers in the community and et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, that's like the what of charter, right? It, it gives direction. It sets the tone. It builds culture. I, I like this one. Maybe you can share uh, your thoughts on any of those, but this one, it settles disputes. Mm. You know, should I know we're, um, we're, we're finalizing your 2024 plan, uh, your business plan, you know, and, and I think we looked at the charter at times, or you all did for sure. Hey, should we turn right or left? You know, right. should we go down this path or, you know, and it settles those, those, I like to say it's a lot easier to point to policy than opinion, mm, right? Yeah. And the charter is kind of that, what, what that, that, um, that thing, that source you go back to, to say, Hey, this is what we're trying to fulfill. Does, does this decision, does this direction give us optimal probability of fulfilling, you know, our purpose, our vision and mission, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it becomes our true North, right? I mean, it, right. it allows us to, to, to refer back to that as a reference point, because I mean, let's be honest, I mean, we're all human, we all have feelings and in meetings and in times of, you know, stress and anxiety and struggle, I mean, feelings play a big part in what we do and how we react, right? And so to, to have that what in place and, and going, hey, you know, when, when something occurs, you know, what do we do and how do we conduct ourselves? And, um, you know, for us, that charter really allows it to put that structure in place. And to your point, it allowed us to reference that back as we're building out the plan for this year. But it also, as we build out the plan for this year, you know, as it, it, new ideas and thoughts come into place, it allows us to even refer back to our plan and the charter and go, does this new idea or this new direction align with what we establish as our number one focus or our top focuses? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, everything kind of hangs off the off the purpose, off the charter, right? right absolutely. The, the design of the organization, obviously the strategy, the tactics, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it, 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 it also, it provides... And I loved you, you know, again, your first bullet point in your charter, um, prioritizing, you know, training, education, safety, and the well-being of your team members. As their competencies grow, as the internal capacities grow, so grows your whole organization, you know. Yep. And so the charter, at least it should provide the context to equip employees, to empower employees, to to hold people accountable in a positive way for the direction that we're we're heading, right? And so, absolutely, yeah. So, so the next, you know, in our rhythm, the why, what, how rhythm, you know. So, how do we do this? This is all great, you know. It's philosophical. It's it's academic. We we get it. We buy into it. Everybody should have a vision statement. Um, how do we make decisions based on a vision statement? You know, that's that's a whole other story. But how do we how do we actually create one? So, I know we went through this exercise with your leadership team. Um, one, it was a lot of fun, and I think it was it was super productive. And kind of that that the recipe for developing a charter goes something like this. You know, the purpose of the organization, in, our, in this case, you know, the purpose of Southwest Exteriors is to provide these beneficiaries 
with these benefits within these guiding principles or behavioral values commensurate with this investment. And we just had a lot of fun, you know, writing up on the board. Hey, who are the beneficiaries of your organization? And then obviously taking it a step further and listing out, okay, what benefits, or you could even call it value, what value should they receive or should they experience by relating to being a customer of, being an employee of, being a part of your organization? So that, yeah, yeah, and that, was, and that was the challenging part for us, right? Because I mean, again, in a, you know, in looking at our charter, I mean, it's it's not as succinct as you know the the GPI model. It still follows every step and accomplishes it. But you know, I mean, we're impacting and touching a lot of folks, whether it be from our you know employees to our clients to our vendors to our you know independent contractors. I actually do our you know manual labor and then you know the community. And so you know, we we had to break those out in order to encompass all that we do impact. And it was a fun, you know, exercise too to see, you know, how much we are impacted, who the beneficiaries are of what we what we're doing. I mean, it's, it's a long list, and you know, if you do the fun exercise of going, hey, how many, you know, how many employees do we have, and, and how many family members on average do they have, and um, you know, how many new clients do we add a year, how many homes are we in a year, how many, you know, crews are we actually employing, you know, how many of their families are impacted by it, and it becomes this massive number that we're able to impact in the San Antonio market, and it's it's it's, it's you know really astounding in it. In it puts it in a light to where we have a higher responsibility to, you know, to serve the way which God commands us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just loved how that came together because, you know, when we talk about good place, you know, what are the three main aims and different organizations talk about it differently. You all talk about it very succinctly in your unique industry, obviously, which is exteriors of homes and, mm-hmm. and beautifying them and, and with quality services, products, people, et cetera, et cetera. I love the four C's. It was kind of the, you know, the, the communication, cleanliness, compassion, craftsmanship, kind of adding in those values um, with your charter. But, you know, we want to value people. One of the three aims is valuing people. You do that really, really well, whether those be internal employees or external, again, clients, vendors, suppliers, et cetera. We want to have a positive impact on the communities where we work and live. I mean, the essence of your products and services do that inherently, you know. And then that third aim, which kind of goes to the last sentence in the charter, commensurate with what investment, you know, our wording is economic regeneration, right? Or I think in yours, you know, hey, we're striving to steward our resources in a manner that generates surplus, allowing us to reinvest back into the organization's health, growth, and engage in generous living and multiplying our impact. I mean, those are weighty, challenging and pretty inspirational words, honestly, you know, for for an organization. And when every one of your people buy into that and they know their role in the collective, you know, purpose of that, um, honestly, how exciting is that? How visionary is that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a game changer, right? I mean, because, I mean, ultimately, you know, we're a business. We've got to make money in order to stay, you know, operational. But I think a lot of times, you know, avoid of having that, you know, that purpose you know, employees just assume that, you know, the the owner and the leadership team are just, you know, stockpiling money to, to save up for our next Tesla, right? And as opposed to going, no, like, like we're, we're, we're generating this surplus, which is the money, because it's going to allow us to reinvest in the health, therefore job security for you, um, you know, give like no one else, and then, you know, multiply our impact and, and, and grow so we can impact more lives and, you know, more employees and, and more homeowners. So, I mean, it just, it just puts that, you know, oh, our, our jobs, you know, our goal is to make profit. Well, no kidding. But how, what are we going to do with that profit? And what's our you know, responsibility, um, you know, and, and how do we become a good steward of those profits? 
Yeah. And, and ultimately it says, hey, there's there's a different definition of success for an organization, right? In the in a biblical co- economy and God's economy, what does success really look like? And these are the principles and values that it looks like versus, yep. you know, a Wall Street definition of success of, you know, just making money, which we all say money's never an ends. It's always a means. Right. But what is money allowing you to accomplish or achieve or impact? And again, I think um, the way you all have written your charter and and hopefully the way it's, excuse me, not hopefully, but the way it's intended to be written, you know, based on this benefit beneficiary recipe is actually to accomplish, you know, kingdom-based success. Yep. Absolutely. And, and that's the game changer. I mean, I, I struggled a lot for a long time in, in my faith journey. And, um, you know, this this concept of making money and, and being profitable, um, you know, and the, the the turning point for me was, you know, you know, God will bless us, but there, there also is, is an expectation that, you know, we have to be good stewards of what he gives us in that. And so, you know, if we're doing what he calls us to do with those profits, then, you know, we need to, you know, one, listen, but also, you know, lean in to go, how, how can we have an even greater impact beyond that? So, yeah. Yeah. And that's a worthwhile definition of success, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Ryan, man, I cannot thank you enough for joining our podcast today, uh, adding so much to the conversation about organizations charter, obviously the privilege and honor of working with your organization on that um, was awesome. I can't thank you enough for that. And thank you all for joining our conversation as well. Uh, We hope you enjoyed your coffee. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And we hope you received a good high-level understanding of Charter, the first area in the Good Place organization operating system. We look forward to our next conversation where we will further unpack the concept of Charter and this time take it one step further and ask the question, how do we know an organization is fulfilling its Charter, fulfilling its purpose, mission, vision, and values? This is where we'll dive into the topic of key outcomes and results, those units of measure we can monitor the achievement of that indicate fulfillment of the charter. We will also touch on the building and of a KOR dashboard and how do we use it effectively to steward the organization. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and conversation with our guest, Ryan Shutt, CEO of Southwest Exteriors. It's been a privilege having him on the program. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do it again soon, man. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I appreciate the time and uh, love you and appreciate you, man. Love you, brother, and certainly appreciate you, our friendship. Love how you lead at Southwest Exteriors. So again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. At the Good Place Institute, we want to help equip and empower leaders and be a part of a movement of multiplying Good Place organizations where organizations thrive, where people flourish and communities prosper and ultimately the world becomes a better place where business is good. Again, if you'd like to know more about the Good Place Institute or a topic we discuss in this podcast, or simply just give us some feedback, please visit our website at goodplaceinstitute.com.